As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live small group cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Michael Saka. I'm Joelle Steiniger. And I'm Matt Goldman. And we're having 20-minute talks with entrepreneurs teaching you how to launch your product into revenue. Check out our book at howtobuildarocketship.com to reserve your launch discount and to download a free chapter. Today on the podcast, we talk with Oais Pierre about his unique productivity hacks he uses with his entire team of global app testing. We also discuss his bottom-up approach to management and how they use the Pomodoro technique to measure just about everything on their to-do list. Stay tuned. There's lots of really good information in this one. We'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsors. CodeShip makes continuous deployment simple and easy. Go to CodeShip.com slash RocketShip to get a free trial and 20% off three months. We'd also like to thank InVision app. InVision is by far the best prototyping and collaboration tool on the market. Go to InVision app forward slash RocketShip to get the starter plan free for 90 days. Welcome to the RocketShip podcast. We're here with Oase Pear, the co-founder of Global App Testing and Testathon. Welcome. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, good. Um, Give me the quick pitch for global app testing. So global app testing is a crowdsourced app testing platform for mobile. And um, we work with a lot of the apps on your mobile and a lot of the QA teams behind there. And the kind of way it works is, let's say you had an iOS app, you know, we would jump 10 to 20 professional testers from our community with different device OS combinations onto your app. And then we end up, kind of getting a whole load of bugs from those testers. And as you can imagine, because there's so many testers, we end up basically getting a lot of duplicates. So we then have an internal QA moderation team that, you know, find and remove those duplicates, ensure there's a level of quality on those bugs, and put those bugs directly into your bug tracking system, just because it's in your workflow and you can make the fixes faster. 
And we do that whole process within 48 hours. Yeah, and I've personally used it and it is amazing. I've used a couple QA teams and you guys are by far um, the best and bring the most organization there. So um, I highly recommend Thank you that. So I was much. extremely excited to have you on today um, to find out what you guys do behind the scenes to keep everything moving forward. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like I think if, if we only have like 15, 20 minutes, maybe we can focus on kind of the, the execution side. I think one of the reasons that we've been growing so quickly is not just because of the service that we provide, but it's also about the internal team and making sure that we execute. And, you know, when, when, when I listen to a lot of people talk about execution, I always used to scratch my head and think, you know, how are they actually executing? What does it even mean to execute? And, and so, you know, I think I came across an article maybe seven to eight months ago that really made me go, wow, that is what execution actually is. And I've been trying to verbalize this for years. And, and, it, and it basically said, imagine that you're a Jedi and the most important task in your life is to save Princess Layla from this burning building. Now, when you're on your way to saving Princess Layla from this burning building, a couple of stormtroopers come out of nowhere and they start shooting you. And if you don't kill them, you know, you won't be able to save Princess Layla. And those stormtroopers are urgent tasks. And obviously you have to kill them because you need to go through to save Princess Layla. But if you hang around too long, stormtroopers are forever. They'll keep coming out. And so the secret to kind of time management and executing is to continuously focus on importance and suppress urgency. And, and I think I'm gonna send you the link for the, for the article where I found that. And I just think it's been such a revelation because it's exactly what we've been doing for, for, for years inside the company. And it's really had like a huge, huge impact. So, so break down, um, what is the difference? Cause they don't both sound important, but what is the difference between an important task and an urgent task? Yeah, so, um, so earlier on, and, you know, in the early days of running the company, we we were always focusing on customer satisfaction and customer happiness. Um, and, and, you know, in some scenarios, we had some customers asking us for invoices. But, you know, we also had tests running where, where we were finding bugs and, and reporting them back to the customer. And so in that scenario, for us, the important task was the customer happiness, making sure they're getting the right bugs into their bug tracking system and the urgent task was the invoice stuff and and we had we hadn't even had uh, uh, an automated invoice system at that point and you know but we didn't care about that because the most important thing was making customers happy and that was just an urgent thing an urgent distraction that we're trying to suppress so again you know make sure you focus on the importance and suppress the urgency and and one of the things that we've we've implemented and it's worked really really well is that you know we hate micromanaging and so every week, um, one of myself or one of one of the t management team have 10 minute chats with with the whole team. And in that chat, we basically ask them questions um, and we say to them, you know, what's the most important thing that you need to execute this week for the long term success of the business? And they, they give us this task list and, and it's prioritized and what they believe is the most important things that they need to execute on. And, you know, obviously we kind of move a few things here and there, but generally you get a gauge of people understanding what needs to get done. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And just to clarify, these are one-on-one -on -one chats, not, not kind of group stand-ups, right? You know, I'm just not a fan of group stand-ups because 
you know, we, we tried to implement them a couple of years ago and it just gets to the stage where some people just say the same things over and over again. And really, I hate micromanaging. I just want people to basically tell me what's, what they're supposed to do. I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to know what they're supposed to be doing. They need to tell me what they need to do. We just have to set the direction. And, and, and so these 10 minute chats are one on one. And it's really kind of a review of what did you get? What didn't you get done last week? What can we get done this week? And it's got to be really quick. It's got to be really snappy. And I can explain to you kind of further down the line how we actually manage that on a day to day, because there's very, very little management in place to kind of micromanage people. Yeah, and I, I think we'd love to to kind of jump in and see how you, because you have a very interesting way to tackle to-do lists. Um, so I'd love to kind of break that down. If you could give us an example of what what the method is that you use to set up to-do lists, because um, it's a little different than reply to emails. Um, yeah, yeah. So So I'm very kind of anal about structure. And, you know, whenever anyone comes on board within the business, you know, we're very big on training and learning. And that's kind of one of our core, core, core kind of culture traits. Um, and so so whenever anyone gets on board, I kind of go through them with I go through I, I teach them our kind of all of our processes. But I actually go through to do lists very in detail. And I look at a to do list as an extension of, of your brain. And you know, I see. I used to see people writing down stuff in their to-do list, like reply to email. And I used to look at it, going, "You've got like 300 emails. How is that a task that you should be just writing like four or five words for?" And so, you know, instead of writing, so, so the so the first part of it is be very specific about the task that you're actually going to be doing. So instead of writing reply to emails, it should be reply to three emails from John, Jeff, and Jones. And and not only do you do that, you actually estimate how long it's going to be taking for you to complete that task. So the second part of that is put an estimation on the time you think it will take to execute. So let's say those 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 four emails take those three emails take 12 minutes. So it would be reply to three emails from Jack Jones, 12 minutes and add a due date. And that's the third thing. So be specific, you know have an estimation on the actual time and have a due date on it. And once you end up doing that and adding all the tasks into your to-do list, and you should continuously be adding them into your to-do list, you then can start sorting them out in order of importance. And I can't express to you, I, I, you know, if I see people on our team without their to-do list somewhere up, it's just like, you know, I'm going crazy. And, and everyone knows that now. And so, and, and so they just continue, continue continuously adding tasks. So, Anytime I say to them something, I just see people going, adding it to their task list. And that way, no one's ever forgetting to do anything because it's always being documented out there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, how long do you spend in the morning kind of laying out like your your day? Um, is this mm. a, a is this like 30 minutes? I mean, how, how long does it, have you gotten this down to? So so for me Personally, it takes me anywhere from four minutes to four to seven minutes. And, and you know, what? I've actually timed myself doing this. Okay. Um, and and it's, it's not because you don't have to actually add all of your tasks in because they're continuously being they're already there. The only thing that you need to do is just prioritize them in order of importance. And, and that's the same with, with the whole of the team. And, you know, every morning, once they've done that, we, we have this we have this chat room in, in our hit chat and they, they'll basically go, you know, Tuesday. And then they'll go dash and they'll paste the exact most important thing that they need to do. And all of a sudden, you know, me or any of the management team will basically look inside 
that that group or whether it's the sales group or the operations group and we'll be able to go oh that's that's you know you can all of a sudden see an overview of the most important tasks that the whole team the whole organization are executing for the long-term success of the business and it's and it's just re- removed so much micromanaging because they're basically telling me what they're supposed to be doing and if in any scenario I'm like, well, what about this? This is kind of important. I'll just have a quick chat with them. I love that because it, it really is, it's empowering um, to everyone that's working there. And and it gives you an insight into their perspective, um, which is something that you don't always have because you're managing the entire company. Um, and, and they are kind of focused on, a, on one aspect of it. And it, a lot of times that kind of feedback gets suppressed. And um, I think that's great that you guys have taken the initiative to dig that out. Yeah, I could, you know, I completely agree with you. You know, there's there is so many scenarios where I always say to people, if I know more about what you're supposed to be doing, you shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And 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 in that scenario, and and I have to say that because they have a visibility of operations that I can't have because I've got a visibility of everything. Right. And they should they should be more specialized than than like me in in certain areas. And therefore, they should know more about it than I should. Yeah. And 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 that's why they should be telling me specifically what they're doing. And and I think it's it's kind of like a network effect. I think in in a lot of organizations that I've seen that there's a lot of micromanaging, which means that the only brain power that's being used is, is the kind of top top management. And everyone else is just like the drones that are needing to complete tasks. Whereas in this scenario, it's kind of like we're using a network of brains to make sure that we're that we're completing everything and focusing on the right things. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not um, it's not an unfathomable um, like kind of culture to achieve. And and so um, I, I think it's great. Um, there's a, another thing that we talked about was the Pomodoro technique, which kind of breaks tasks down into very focused time segments. Um, tell, why are you such a, a big fan of it? Yeah. So, so we, 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 we don't even say the word Pomodoro now. We've used the word POM. <laughs> and, and so we might, so it's, do you know, what? I can't express to you how important this is because it, it's about focus and you know you could have all the most beautiful task list in the world but if you can't get stuff done then then it doesn't doesn't really make a difference and so we for for years now we've we've implemented the pomodoro technique and i'm sure most people know exactly what it is but for those that don't i can give a quick overview from what i understand it to be mm-hmm. and so it, it's a time management technique that basically allows the brain to to keep focus for for longer periods of time and it's kind of in short bursts so you might have a 25 minutes complete focus and then you'll have a five minute break 25 minutes five minute break and four 25 minute slots with five minute breaks and then you have a 30 minute break and in those breaks you've got to refocus on what you're supposed to be doing but before you enter a pomodoro you've got to make sure you know what you're supposed to get done by the end of it and we always have these pomodoro timers in in, in the top right hand corner of all of our screens um and it allows people to keep focused for like you know eight nine hours in a row because they know that they're going to have breaks and it and 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 it's about kind of sprints rather than kind of a long marathon um, and I think one of the most important things that we've actually discovered is that, you know, I think in a lot of organizations and people that have come to us from different organizations, used to, you know, we always ask them, what can we improve on? And they always used to basically say to us, you know, when I'm when I'm in the zone, I don't want to get distracted. Mm. And we, we look at them going like, 
like, are you crazy? Because we don't get distracted because when we're in a zone, we're in a Pomodoro. And right. so if, if anyone sees a timer on the top of a screen, whether I see it on my screen, no one can disturb me. No one can ask me questions, nothing. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. How do you guys handle like... Um, they might send me a message or an email. Yeah. And yeah. In, in terms of kind of that, so I can't disturb anyone else if, if they've got a Pomodoro on there. And, and this comes back down to the way that we actually do tasks and you know i mentioned earlier that if if a task is more than an hour you should be breaking it down to smaller segments and eventually you can look at your tasks and go you know i've got a 10 minute task here i've got five minute task here and another 10 minute task wait a minute that's 25 minutes i can do that all in one pom okay. and 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 you can go and eventually I, i've asked my team and i go how long is that going to take you and and the the response has actually been oh, it will take me two poms and maybe an extra 10 minutes here and I'm like, wow, this is amazing because they've almost they've almost telling me the structured amount of time it's going to take. I can look at my watch, go, OK, that's going to be done in two hours or an hour or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, that, that's really cool. I never actually saw the Pomodoro taken to a team. There isn't there is another thing that we actually also do. And this is now taking it a little too far, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> but we, we've actually we also start Pomodoros as groups. Okay. And and it's really funny because, you know, uh, like I might be sitting down with a with a couple of people and we go, let's do a group pom and we all start the timers at the same time and we say what we're going to do and then by the end of it you can you've got like a you explain what you needed to do and it's really good because at that moment everyone's free and you can exchange what you need to talk about and then you go back into it. And we we even do these things in meetings as well whereby we go, okay, just set one pom to it because at the end of the day, if you've got a timer on the meeting, everyone's going to start talking faster. They know that by the end of it, they have to go. You know, that's the total amount of time I'm willing to spend on this meeting. And and it's just been a revelation. And I think, you know, there's 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 other things that we've also implemented, which is I think the ideas and innovations are very, very, they're kind of fleeting and they happen at certain points and you get these ideas at certain points where you're not actually in the zone or you're not actually at work. And so everyone that starts with us, they get this thing called an ideas folder. And um, we create filters on their, on their email where they can send themselves an email, let's say it was Michael plus idea um, at whatever. And whenever they've got an idea, they just send an email there. And it doesn't have to actually always be an idea. It can just be a learning. Hmm. And, and, you know, imagine the whole team at any moment in the day, weekend or whatever it is, they might go, oh, what about this? Oh, what about that? Or what about if we do this process in that way? And they'll always send it. And we end up getting this, this massive list of ideas that we review on, on like a Monday um, like Ron, my co-founder, and I review on a Monday, and we end up implementing these things instantly because the ideas and innovations aren't getting lost by thoughts; they're just fleeting. Mm. So, so yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, as I'm talking here, I just realize how crazy structured we are in certain aspects. <laughs> but it, it that's that's great, I and mean, that's when your best ideas sometimes come is when you're in the moment, and mm. if you wait to the stand up, and then you have to tell the idea, which may be a little silly to you um to an entire team you may not even get those ideas up to management um or mm. up to the people who can decide like yes let's implement it so just going to ask about testathon um, okay okay yeah i just wanted I, I wanted to to kind of touch on the innovation in um qa space uh yeah. just so you can give us a quick overview of how you guys started okay. doing these testathons 
Yeah. So, so you know, one of the ideas that um, that that Ron and myself kind of received, and we saw it ourselves, was you know we, we speak to so many testers, and you know we realize, and we go to a lot of hackathons, and we realize these testers never get invited to hackathons because who wants someone there that is going to find a whole load of bugs? Because you know you're building something in a 24-hour period, it's going to have a whole load of bugs anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you know, they, they, it's it's almost like the community that we have. And us as QAs are being neglected from hackathons. So, you know, in January of this year, we put on the world's first Tessathon. And a Tessathon is is a day event where we get a few apps down and we get, you know, on, on the London one, we had 50 of the, the best testers from the UK come down for the world's first Tessathon. We even had the Spotify team fly in from Sweden. Um, and we tested three apps um, and we found a whole lot of bugs in there, and we gave away, I think it was £10,000 worth in prizes um, to, to these testers that found the best bugs. And it was just an amazing day. And and I think it's about kind of, you know, w- with what we're doing, yes, we find a whole lot of bugs, but there are people behind it, and there is a community. And, and you know, like the ideas that we generated from the idea filter, that was one of them. And and it's just been amazing since we've just done one now with that same Spotify team at the Spotify offices in Stockholm, um, and you know we're planning a few more now. So so hopefully if you're a QA out there, you should definitely come down. That's amazing. Yeah. So tell us where can we keep up with you and the global app testing team online. In terms of where you can keep up with us, um, you can follow Tessathon. We're on Twitter. Um, We also have a YouTube channel where we post out, you know, a really short clip of of the actual Tessathons that we're running. Um, And my personal Twitter handle is OasePeer, O-W-A-I-S-P-E-E-R. Um, and you know, I'll update everyone on on what we're doing, where we're doing it, and and if you if anyone's ever around in London, just just you know, shoot me a tweet and come down to the office and say hi. <laughs> and um, did you have? Uh, I, I know you guys wanted to to give a special offer to the audience here. Yeah, so um, I, I've just spoken to to the head of QA in our team, and they said, look, if any any of the startups need any kind of help with 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 any QA challenges that they want, then they're they're willing to give like a, a fifteen to twenty minute quick call to jump on a call with them and see if they can help them in any way. Because you know, at the end of the day, we've been through all of the QA challenges. You can't even imagine how much some of the stuff that we've seen. So we've got like this hotbed of knowledge. And, and, you know, I'm willing to help anyone that's trying to build something amazing. Yeah, that's an amazing opportunity. So thank you very much for coming on and um, we'll talk to you really soon. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you haven't yet, pop open iTunes and subscribe to be notified of future episodes. We have some really great ones lined up. And while you're there, leave us a review. We really appreciate each and every one of them. Thank you.